With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Dome of Doom? <laughs> Potentially. I, I would imagine his house is like one of those geothermal domes. Yes. It's got all those different sides on it. Couldn't you imagine it like built out of Adobe? Looking a little bit like that, like one of those weird houses in your neighborhood that you're like, how did they possibly get permits on that thing for the city to approve it? I actually envision him in a mobile home, but I envision <laughs> it at like as like a $1.2 million Airstream bizarre structure. Attached. Yeah. Multiples. Like he's got his own trailer park. Like you go in and it's a lot of marble. You're like, why? And he's like, I don't know. He's like, it just makes sense to me. I don't the raccoons need you, I don't, scratch I don't on need it. it to make sense to you, but to me, this completely makes sense. Exactly. All right, coming up, we're going to talk about Alex Smith, Patrick Mahomes. I got a really interesting Alex Smith stat that I'm just reading on Twitter. He's the only player in NFL history that he has this stat line. Really? So don't be so quick to jump on Patrick Mahomes taking over the Chiefs reigns in 2018. Alex Smith, yeah, his contract's up, but you know what? He may be back in 2018. We'll talk about that coming up. But first, hit it. One big question. 570-1360. Come participate with Hardwick and Richards. Love to have your take on what is the best game of 2017. Of all the games played in 2017, what is your favorite game played? You know, my my number one may surprise you because a player that I love came out on the losing end of it. But I've got a couple honorable mentions before I get to my finals. Okay. And would love to hear from you, 570-1360. You've got a couple honorable mentions as well, at least uh, one before you I get to. I got one. You do? Okay. Mm-hmm. Mine Saved is it. the Aztecs beating Stanford to me was one of my favorite games of 2017 because you had the 5-0, and you had the buildup, you had it here in San Diego. Stanford was ranked number 19. The Aztecs were trying to accomplish something they hadn't done in decades. And for that game to live up to its billing, you had the blackout. They were trailing before the blackout. So there were some oddities as well. Right. And then they came out and just rolled after the blackout. You had the uh, rushing of the field. So that, to me, not number one, but absolutely a game that jumps into my mind best at Here in San Diego, that was probably the best game Yet. I would agree. Right. Yeah. It was, it was the biggest win. One, you got to see one last weekend, though. Gonzaga last Thursday well. against Gonzaga, which was pretty similar, wasn't it? It really was. Where you had that big apex and everybody was super excited about it. It had the highly ranked Zag, right. 12 ranked team coming in. And then afterwards, like, ah. Here, here they come. Cra- yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that was a super cool moment in San Diego. Really big one. Yes. My honorable mention was in the middle of. Football season when everyone's like, football's trash, mm-hmm. football's bad, it's losing its way, they're losing ratings, Thursday night football's an absolute joke, and then this gem of an AFC West game, the Chiefs-Raiders, where there was like seven lead changes all at the end of the game, and the Raiders ended up beating the Chiefs 31-30. to That game to me was like, yeah, look, Thursday night football's awesome, NFL's awesome, what are y'all talking about? Thursday night, that was a spectacular football game. That was fun. I love when we have a buzz coming off of a game into a Friday. Because Fridays typically are about looking ahead, previewing what the weekend offers. Right. And so when Thursday night delivers, 
It actually it, it catapults you really into the weekend. And remember that was the game that Marshawn Lynch got kicked out of, and he went and sat in the stands. Then he rode the Bart. Yes. Afterwards, yep. That to me was the best Thursday night football game of the season. What was your best game of 2017? We're asking you five seven zero thirteen sixty. I've asked you as well on Twitter. We'll get to some of the responses on Twitter. Uh, Scraby, there was a big golf moment, right? Someone re- yesterday we were doing the best storyline of 2017. Was it Brent Snedeker. It was not. Do you have a sleeper? Oh, it was Tiger Woods sleeping at the wheel. Oh, that oh, was, that a, good was one. a good one. That, that was, was a, a really good one. Still waiting for him to do the national anthem backwards, by the way. It's coming. He'll never do it. He'll never do it. Do you it, have one? A, a sleeper? Yeah, Justin Thomas. I mean, he, him winning the PGA Championship and pretty much taking over the PGA Tour was pretty surprising. For a guy who's five foot eight, 170 pounds, winning everything, that is pretty good for, for golf. He's diminutive. That size. was a really good one. Some of the coming in on Twitter, uh, Scott says Clemson versus Alabama. That's a good one. That was a keeper. You know what, though? I have a hard time with national championship games. And I don't really know why, but national championship football games, to me, they've been good for the last several years, but I never remember them at all. There's nothing that I take from those games, and I'm like, that was the moment. I've got a theory as to why. Okay. It's because we don't ride the roller coaster of the season. It's like jumping on a treadmill at full speed. You don't warm up to it. True. So you can't all of a sudden have legitimate investment in two teams that you probably haven't watched an entire game with the entire season. And you have no idea who the guys are. Right. Right. So there's no buy-in. And like the World Series, I, I, you know, you could say, well, you didn't watch every Astros game. No, but I watched the ALDS. I watched the ALCS. You and get then that 20-game buildup yeah. into the World Series. Which An entire month. And it teaches you about the teams. You know all of the guys by the time you get there. This is a good one from uh, Matt on Twitter. He says the Niners-Rams on Thursday Night Football. That was a good that one. That was an exceptional back and forth. And I don't think a lot of people expected it. Uh, Meek says on Twitter, believe it or not, Thursday Night Football, Kansas City versus Oakland, and the Rams versus Philadelphia game, and uh, Houston versus Seattle. Oh, Philly, that that was an awesome game. I remember watching that at the bottom of the StubHub Center after one of the Chargers victories. Sitting in there, and they got a nice bar downstairs. (laughs) You remember that? Yeah. Yeah, it was really nice. Got to watch it with Sam Farmer, our buddy from the LA Times. I miss Sam. Yeah. I bet Sam had a great holiday. He seems like he'd be delightful around a Christmas tree. Doesn't he? he Sam's really a, does. He's got to be an eggnog guy. <laughs> no doubt. With bourbon. No doubt. And a lovely sweater with a collar underneath it. Perfect. Pull off a cardigan. Uh, Ron says, no brainer. Super Bowl 51. We will absolutely get to that mm-hmm. one. Bearded John Wayne on Twitter says, World Series Game 7 uh, because the Dodgers lost it at home. Yes. Lauren says on Twitter, either Game 2 of the World Series or Alabama Clemson in the finals. Um, how about this one? Did I mention this? Game two got a lot of people into baseball that weren't necessarily even into baseball. No there were so many yaks in that one. Just bop, bop. Can I, can I offer this one? I don't remember who won it, so maybe I'm disqualified. Mm-hmm. But Bryce Harper versus Hunter Strickland. That was one of the better standoffs well, that was fun. and exchanges that you'd see in a charge of the mound. Yeah, they were sitting on their punches. Yes, I like that about him. Both of them. Although Bryce didn't have, he didn't have the reach that Hunter's got. Hunter's a tank. He's a big man, and he's, he's like two sixty. Yeah. He's just a hoss up there. And Bryce is running and, at him. And Bryce is like fighting Eric Weddle, <laughs> right? Five seven zero thirteen sixty. Steve wants to hang out with us. Steve, what? Steve, what's your best game of twenty seventeen? Uh, my favorite moment th- uh, this year was uh, when Martin Truex won the uh, NASCAR championship after. Uh, 14 years of trying 
And um, I guess his longtime spouse was actually dealing with um, like stage three ovarian cancer during the whole season um, and having surgeries and whatnot. It's just kind of a really cool. Oh, that's uh, rad. Good story. Right on, Steve. Thank you. Mark Steve, Truex. Steve, for someone, let, let's say let's say that I wanted to give NASCAR a shot in 2018. Start with a Budweiser. What should I watch? Like, if you if you made me, not made me, what if you had me watch one oh, event? Oh, come on now. Daytona. Daytona 500, man. Well, let's let's let Steve answer, all right? NASCAR experts <laughs> all of a sudden. Daytona's a really good one, but honestly, um, if you want to see the most action, I would say probably uh, the Bristol. Bristol. Race. They actually had a... University of Tennessee football game inside of that Speedway this year. Yeah, it's like 80,000 people crammed into that stadium. What is it, three-fifths of a mile or so? I believe it's 150,000 that sit in that stadium. It's a half mile. All right. It's a half mile. I'm going to give Bristol a try, Steve. Remind me. You know, the the first... Bristol's fun. A lot of wrecks. And they just... It's a tight circle. The first Japanese uh, person ever to win IndyCar happened this year, too, which is pretty cool. Really? 101 races and only one Japanese guy winning that thing. The Indy 500 you're talking. Indy 500, yeah. Yeah. Very underrated movie, uh, Days of Thunder. Great movie. Oh, God, That one ages really, really well. I was watching it the other day. Yeah. He didn't nudge you. He didn't bump you. He rubbed you. And Cole Rubbins racing. All right. If you want to give us your game of the year, 570-1360, come hang out with us. Love to have your take. Martin Truex, that was a good take. That was a good one. Ovarian cancer, dealing with that. You got that backstory there. For me, this it's kind of easy. It's just really pretty easy. Is it easy? Yeah, it is. Yeah, coming back 28-3 to in the Super Bowl for the New England Patriots. To me, that was basically it. So now they're down by two. chills. Yeah, I gotta tell you, <sighs> I always thought that the Patriots are going to win that game. All along. I, I Wait, did. What? I, honestly. No, once I turned 28 to 10, I was like, look out. They're rolling. Yeah. They're gonna get going here. This offense, it's only a matter of time before they figure it out. I certainly wasn't going to turn it off. No. I knew they were gonna make it a game. No, absolutely not. Can you say Bill Belichick may be the best at halftime adjustments of any coach in football? He's just the best coach, period, yes. So so making the halftime adjustments is definitely part of that. Playing the game, having the two-minute situations dialed up, ready to go, knowing your best play is necessary and executing it. I imagine they work that hundreds of times throughout the season. All right, this isn't my number one. It's my number two. But the, the, the I think that this game may have had the biggest magnitude of any other game because I think they won the series because of it. The Dodgers were up one game to none, and the Dodgers had a healthy lead. They had a double-digit lead, not double-digit, but it was a crooked number lead, heading late into Game 2 in Los Angeles before the Astros came roaring back in what was the most 2017 fashion ever. Astros in the sixth inning. High fly ball into right. Raddick back at the wall. Tugging. One, two. Fly ball into left. Back at the wall. It is gone. Seeger. Dodgers lead. 3-1. 3-3. Tenth inning. Altuve into left center field. Back at 
the wall and is gone. Jose Altuve. Now, Buck was calling the Super Bowl as well, right? Yes. It's a good year for Joe. He gets them all. It was Fox's year. It was. You're right. It's a good point. And Joe does a tremendous job. He does. So they were up 3-1 going into the 7th. Dodgers were. Yes, the Dodgers were up on the Astros. But then it kind of turned into that home run fest towards the end. And that one, that wasn't the, there was like a 13-12 to game. Game 5. Which one? Yeah. Yeah, That one thing. That thing. That ball was flying all out of there. Now that this to me was one of the most impressive refuse to lose games, scratch out every at bats. As I told you, you and I both agreed that the Astros after watching this game, even when the series tied one all, that the Astros would come back and win it yep. just because of the fortitude we felt like they showed. And you remember the text message I was sending you during the game when sweep. they were up 3-1, I said this is going to be a sweep. If the Dodgers win this one, they are going to sweep the Houston Astros. But then after the game, I immediately was like, that was it. Yep. That was a landmark game. That's one of those games that strengthens your resolve as a team, and you're like, we can handle anything. We'll handle a deficit. We'll go to extra innings. It doesn't matter we're gonna face this and look it down and we're gonna end up coming out on top and i also thought this was the game the rich hill game right game two where yep dave roberts pulled rich hill after the fourth inning and he pulled him too quickly because in my opinion he pulled him too quickly yes because of the data yep and he was trying to sprint down the hill he thought his guys were gonna get in there and it was just gonna roll didn't work out the way he intended and it really bit him in the butt it's the beginning of the end somewhat i know they went to game seven but that Rich Hill, proof by numbers, is what really cost him. Yeah, Rich had given up one run in four innings. And 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 the Astros went on to say that uh, who was the starter in um, that got rocked? Darvish. You Darvish. Oh, they yeah, said, you in Game well, 7. Game 3, he got rocked. Yes. Right, and then Game 7, he got rocked again. And the Astros have since said that he was tipping his pitches. Game 7, they knew exactly what he was throwing. And that had a lot to do with the destruction. Based of on how he was holding the ball or how he was holding the mid or what? Yes. It was on the transfer. It was the way that he was gripping. Every time he gripped a, it a certain way, he would. they knew. They had a sign. They had unless a tell. he didn't grip, and yeah. that meant fastball. And which that's is something. the most obvious thing ever. Yeah, you got to move it around. Yeah. But every time. Yes. No yeah. matter what. Every, every block has to look the same. Every route has to look the same. Every pitch has to look the same. You can't be giving things away like that. That's nope. just too easy. For experts to pick up on. Game, uh, all right, this is it for me. Game three, this was my number one game of 2017. This was crumbling for you. <laughs> no, you're right, but it was also <sighs> it was also one of the most impressive things I think I've ever seen in sports. Game three between uh, the Cavs and the Warriors. Here it is. Can't get at the full rebound, Durant. Incredible opportunity. Durant for three. It's good. Kevin Durant from downtown. And Golden State takes the lead. Kevin Durant. It didn't sound near as awesome there as it it was in person. No, and because it was in Cleveland. Right. So you didn't have the roaring reaction. Boom. Yeah, because that was right in LeBron's face. One of the things that I'd forgotten. Oh, my God. that's, That's why it was so dramatic. One of the things I forgot, he pulled the rebound. He rebounded it. Brought it up the floor and dagger in LeBron's face, and they were up two games to none. That solidified the series. Yep. That solidified Kevin Durant's first championship, and I didn't think Durant had that in him. You didn't think he had that killer? I did not. He pulled the killer out. He found that killer. Yep. I love that. Actually, I'm back on the golf one. It just came to me. (laughs) 
I don't know if we can. I don't know if we can yeah. redo this. How, How are you going to flatten the drama that we just built I, I know. up? To? And you're going to go to golf? Like going... Jordan Spieth winning the British <sighs> Open was pretty cool because Boy, he's really determined. Just that keep whole talking. thing he's just still plowing I mean, through, right? That whole thing where we're not even 25 minutes there's not even an acknowledgement here. It was really, really entertaining. You have really legitimate star power. We're talking about Kevin Durant. Jordan Spieth is a star, and we're talking about the British Open first off. I don't even know if it's pronounced and, and then we're going Spieth. to Spieth. It, it's Spieth. I before E is Spieth. Yeah, Jordan Spieth is a huge star if you haven't heard of him. <laughs> Unbelievable. Wow. The build-up to the hut, so, I just I remember. Oh, oh yeah. Um, it from a sleep. Like, I'd love to uh, go back. Sleep paralysis. I'm back at hey, it. Hey, my body's awake. I'm ready to go now. Okay, fellas. What about Brooks Kepka winning the U.S. Open? Oh, yeah. Brooks Kepka. <laughs> and when Joe Buck... He's Joe Buck also had a bad year. Brooks Kepka's got a big toilet. Big tank. He also said... Joe Buck said that uh, Brooks Kepka's wrong girlfriend was with him during the broadcast. Oh, we that had a was, massive yeah. year. So that's probably number one versus uh, the biggest star on the planet, uh, LeBron Total. James, yes. with Kevin Durant in yes. his multiple Twitter accounts, bearing it in his face. <laughs> multiple Twitter accounts. Jesus, Scraby. Golf. Hey, what about Wimbledon? Uh, Roger right, Federer? So the Kansas yeah. City Chiefs have announced <laughs> that... You're a big uh, Wimbledon guy. You said all summer Kansas you were a big City Wimbledon guy. Not after all of that build-up. We'll be all starting... All the build-up, 570-1360. <laughs> we may have somebody who wants to get up. Maybe they're screamy sympathizers. Yeah. He didn't derail. He just crashed the, the vehicle <laughs> completely. <laughs> the Hardwick and Richards bush is in a, down we're in a ravine. <laughs> Gee, it's in a ravine. Just Christmas. Lit on Let's see what fire. Greg's got to say. Greg, give us your game. Your best. Greg, give us your best game of 2017. Uh, the best game of 2017 for me was uh, uh, the Dodgers clinching the uh, National League Championship Series against the Cubs because uh, that was uh, the last uh, game I got to watch uh, in the hospital with my dad before he passed away. Oh, bless, bless you, brother. Man, that That's was a rough one. one, Greg. Yeah. So you know, last. Uh, Last memory of a uh, father and son watching a baseball game. Oh, that's beautiful, bro. Yeah. You know what? I can, uh, Greg, I've been there. I remember uh, my dad was taking his last breaths uh, as the Giants were celebrating uh, beating the Braves in 2010. They were literally jumping up and down on the field. Oh. As I remember that. I mean, obviously, clear as day, because as Greg can recall, you know, moments like that. They will stand out in more detail, more oh, fine. Oh yeah, than everything slows remember. down. Um, and so the Giants were celebrating because I think they may have been down in that series, maybe two games. And, and then Dad they went was on to a win huge Giants fan or a Cubs fan. Well, Dad, won, Dad grew to hate the Giants because they, he, you know, he, 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 they cut their boy. Yeah, that's right. So I remember they thinking, messed up. Dad will be really pissed right now. <laughs> but I remember thinking I laid the foundation. Uh, for what was about to transpire with the Giants winning three World Series. You uh, put them onto a good over path. the next six years. What about yeah. Roman Reigns Thanks for beating, sharing. That was beating good. The Undertaker Thanks, in WrestleMania Greg. 33? That was pretty good. Because The Undertaker's retired now. After Greg's impactful phone call. <laughs> Jesus You're going to go to WrestleMania. <laughs> it's a great event. How about 75,000 people there? Nick said it best. Take five. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> man. Holy crap. It's like Judson just shared a beautiful moment. Greg just shared one. And who'd you go to? Uh, Roman Men Reigns beating the Undertaker. Roman Reigns. <laughs> male porn. That's not male porn. <laughs> WWE, yes it is. What about the oh, time yeah, I, I said Joe a porn Rogan star? Stand up and like, make yes, you feel it is. What, what about the time I said a porn star's name instead of an ESPN golf guy? That was pretty good. I'm not going to repeat the name because it was really bad. Remember that? Now he's just you guys are looking at me like I'm not like I'm from a different planet. See what happens here. Seriously, yeah, what's happening? Give right? your microphone a break. 
I'm just, you know, these are great moments. This is... What name did you that say? Was that whole... Uh, oh, you were talking about a, a Mike... Peter, uh, Peter something. <laughs> Greg's story and then your story made him so uncomfortable that he just started... That was it, you're right. ...spewing. Yeah. This is what happens at coffee with the girl... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every day, we rise. Challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. ...with him, he's like... So you went to Arizona, did you? That was a, your last boyfriend. He was a husky fella. What about Brock Lesnar beating Goldberg? I'm just reading the the card now. I know. All right, Please. now I'll take five. No. We, we, I, I think like we got into some real stuff there, and it did make you really uncomfortable. It did. It totally. It yeah. sent him sideways. Yeah, it's really uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's okay, buddy. We'll get through it together. Oh, how uncomfortable Sometimes does real life happens? It's true. I don't. I choose not to believe. We'll get there. He's got a little smile yeah. on his face. The guy like, who says real life happens uh, begins the morning. Tell us about restless leg syndrome <laughs> and neck paralysis that he has. Sleep paralysis, <laughs> not neck paralysis. <laughs> well, take five. Get some water. Regroup. <laughs> life's gonna be okay. Are they connected a little Just, bit? <laughs> How sleep awkward? And neck paralysis. <laughs> well, no, sleep paralysis, not neck paralysis. But they're connected. I don't know what's connected in his brain right now. <laughs> I don't know either. Theo Lawson, the spokesman review up in Spokane, Washington, joins us to tell us how awkward is it dealing on a daily basis with Mike Leach. He covers Washington State, the Cougars in town to take on Michigan State at the Holiday Bowl. Happening tonight at SCCCU Stadium. Theo Lawson joins us next. Come up Thursday in the herd. I'm Doug Gottlieb filling in for Colin, president of the UFC. Dana White will join the show. I'll ask him when we're going to see Conor McGregor again. And will we see Floyd Mayweather in the octagon? Plus, college football analyst Joel Klatt and I will talk some college football playoffs. It's in the herd. All right, coming up in 15 minutes, I promise you we're going to get to Alex Smith. And Patrick Mahomes and what that means for 2018. Patrick Mahomes is going to get the start. First off, want to thank Greg for sharing his story about his father in the World Series game. That was and then also thank Judson for sharing the story about your dad. I don't know if you've ever shared that as well. I actually, I've never shared that. No, except for those that were in the room. They would be the only ones that know, which was obviously family. Yeah. Uh, they would be the only one that was know that was going on. And, uh, you know, my dad obviously wasn't present, but we kept the ball game on for him. So to have a celebration going on during someone's final minutes, yeah. very, very... Big juxtaposition it's, there. Yeah. It's life. That's it's tough. something that you don't necessarily see coming or get to. Yeah. But uh, I, I, I know what Greg's going through, so I'm with you. I, I, yeah, so thanks both of you for sharing that. I, mean, and that's, I, I hope that's for real Greg life. it felt cathartic a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully Scraby learned something, that it's okay to be uncomfortable. He's not. And he's not still, he's, like, look he's at like petting he's, himself right now. He has no well, idea. I feel bad now. You should. You could. Okay. Listen back to it. You'll feel even worse. Like, terrible. 
Hey, I got Roman Reigns in. So. Right, let's, let's not waste any more of Theo Lawson's time. He's He gets enough of his time wasted, I imagine, sitting at press conferences. And like he was at yesterday, Theo Lawson, he covers... Washington State for the Spokesman Review up in Spokane, Washington. It's Pullman, Washington. Sorry. It's Theo Lawson. Welcome, buddy. How are you this morning? Hey, not too bad. Thanks for having me. Thank you. What was it like yesterday watching Mike Leach blow off his coffee? Was I'm sure you're used to Mike Leach's antics while he's sitting there and Mike D'Antonio's giving his speech to the audience, and then Coach Leach is just up there blowing off his coffee, making sure that Starbucks is nice and cool. Are you used to that and his behavior? And is every how was everybody else in the room? Well, the the coffee deal is new to me. I, I've seen him bring coffee to you know almost every press conference he's been at this season, but I've never seen him uh, do a, do what he did yesterday. That, that that was a new experience. But he's he's like that every, every time you talk to him. And you know, I've I've been to his, his Monday press conference every week since the start of the season, and you'll 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 get at least four or five sound bites, uh, kind of similar to the to the raccoon deal that he was talking about. So <laughs> it's something you kind of get used to, and and you almost forget that that he is so quirky. When you, when you go to a, you know, a bowl game like this or, or he's kind of gathered in front of another media group, you know, I, I realize that other people don't, don't really get to see that every week. So you kind of get immune to it, doing it every week and then hearing him every week and talking to him. But, um, he's, he's certainly a treasure. <laughs> Theo, has Mike Leach delivered when when he was hired by Washington State? I, I don't know exactly uh, what the expectations were, but has Mike Leach lived up to all of those with what he's done with the program? Yeah, he's he's done he's done that and beyond, and and he you know I, a lot of people, especially after the the Apple Cup game, it's, it's easy to uh, maybe maybe throw him under the bus a little bit. This is a program that's had a chance to to go to the Pac-12 championship game the last two years, and then lost that the final game against. Uh, their rival, which stings even more, but when you, when you look at the body of work and, and, and the program that he inherited, it was one that was winning two or three games a year. Um, I believe won five or six in, in the three years before he got there. So he really has done an outstanding job. And, and I think if you talk to most Washington State fans, you know, of course they would like to be competing for Pac-12 titles and, and beating Washington every year and, and um, trying to, to vie for one of those playoff spots. But at the same time, you, you, you would rather take eight, nine win seasons every year, ten win seasons. Um, rather than what they had before. So he's, he's certainly turned the program around. Uh, people are going to home games. It, it's fun. They've had a lot of exciting ones this year, and, and he's, uh, he's the one you have to credit for that. Theo, what's his secret sauce as a head coach? Because we're having a conversation before we had you on about he's very non-traditional, if you will, as a head coach. What's his secret sauce? How does he relate to his players? How does he get them to perform at the level that he wants them to? Yeah, you know, I, I think he's quirky. And I, th- I think the players like that, and he's, he's certainly a weird dude in, in his own right. But um, when you have an offense like the air raid, you know, quarterbacks and, and receivers are going to want to play for that, and then even offensive linemen they're going to want to be part of an offense that scores a lot. So, so I think the recruiting has always kind of been self-sufficient, and then he's always been able to recruit quarterbacks. And, and even when he hasn't recruited quarterbacks, he's developed them. And, and you're seeing that with Luke Falk, who's a former walk-on. So he, so he really he really knows how to develop players, develop receivers, develop offensive players. And on the defensive side of the ball, all, all it took was hiring a, a good D.C. like like Alex Grinch. And, and he's stayed away. I believe he's just kind of stayed away from, from that side of the ball, and he's let Grinch take care of it. And, and you're starting to see the results this year, and they've had their best defensive season. So you know, I, I think Luch has kind of had a recipe that, that's worked for him since he started coaching, uh, head coaching at Texas Tech, and he's brought that over to Washington State, and, and it's worked for him. And Washington State's not a place that that you know is really hot on the recruiting trail, but like I said, when you when you kind of have a brand and have an offense that people want to play in, it's it's a little bit easier. 
It's Washington State, Michigan State, a great one tonight at SDCCU Stadium, the Holiday Bowl right here in San Diego. You know, Theo, covering uh, college football teams can be a little bit different covering the NFL. The NFL, they're, they're forced to be a little bit more open. College players, because they're amateurs, they can be a bit more hidden. Is there a little something it feels hidden going on with Luke Falk, the quarterback, and, and what's going on with his hand? Yeah, I think so. You're kind of seeing a few more reports on Twitter and whatnot about, uh, you know, did, did Luke Falk have a surgery recently? Is that why he's wearing a cast? And I know Mike Leach kind of uh, said, said a few days ago after practice that he'd, be, he'd been wearing the cast all year, but that wasn't certainly wasn't the case. We, we've seen him every week, and um, it, it, is, it is a new development. You know, I was at the practice the other day, and Falk wasn't doing much during the, the, the team period that they have in the practice. So it is, it is kind of a... Uh, Suspicious, and, and then Falk has spent really the whole week kind of hiding that left hand in, in a pocket. You see pictures of him on, on, on a Navy boat and at SeaWorld, and he, he's not really a he really has that that left hand in, in his pocket the whole time. So it's uh, it's, it's interesting. We'll, we'll see. You know, I uh, it would be the, the most shocking thing in the world to see uh, Tyler Holinsky get a start tonight in San Diego. But I'm not I'm not predicting that, but um, I wouldn't put it past Michael Leach, and if he feels like a Luke, Luke is too injured. He's, he's, he's had a lot of confidence in, in the backup this year. Theo Lawson, he covers Washington State for the Spokesman Review. In town for the Holiday Bowl tonight, 21 Washington State at 18 Michigan State at SDCCU Stadium. Do you think that Washington State, because of this air raid offense going against a traditional Big Ten football team, they've got the upper hand in this contest? Yeah, you, you might you might think that, but but then you kind of look back to last year and, and they, they they played a, a Minnesota team that that was kind of similar, big, big, strong, physical, Big Ten, not not particularly fast, but um, they they shut the area down. You know, they scored uh, Washington State scored scored twelve points, and believe I wasn't covering the team at the time, but believe didn't score a touchdown until until the final quarter. So you know, you never really know what kind of a what, what Washington State team you're going to get. We, we, we've seen them. Um, play fairly well against uh, kind of big physical teams, Stanford, uh, Utah. They, they played fairly well in those games. We're able, were able to move the ball a lot in those games. So um, it, it, it's tough to tough to say. And I think, again, a lot of that goes back to the quarterback, Luke Falk, who, who's been so outstanding throughout his career, but, but he's been inconsistent this year. And there's been games where he's throwing for 400 yards and, and five touchdowns. And there's been games where he, he gets benched in the second quarter and, and doesn't come back in. So I think I think a lot of it depends on Falk. And um, additionally, if, if they have enough depth at the outside receiver spots, because uh, the top two receivers uh, left the team within the last month. One, one was dismissed, one, one left. But it, it, it'll be a case of, of leaning on the other guys and then seeing who steps up and if the other guys can rise to the challenge that they haven't really been this depleted all year. Theo, there were the recent rumors that Mike Leach was going to be potentially leaving, looking at that Tennessee vacancy. How long do Cougar fans expect to have Mike Leach as their head coach? Well, it's something you kind of have to deal with every season, and especially if they're winning games. If they're winning eight to nine games every year, I think anytime a job opens up, he's going to be one of the one of the people uh, you know automatically linked to it. Especially if it's kind of a higher profile job, like like the Tennessee job, like the like the Oregon job that he was linked to for a few days, and then you know. People always wonder, you know, what, what can Michael Leach do when, he, when he's at a school like that, that that has a little bit more money, a little bit more um, ability to recruit, more resources. So I think I think those rumors will always, will always kind of be, be out there. It just depends on what, whether whether Michael Leach wants to pursue anything else. And he just got a new contract from the school or, or uh, got his contract extended. So there's a lot of incentive in the, in the contract for him to stay a little bit longer. It's 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 a backloaded contract. There's an incentive. There's an incentive if, if he stays for, for for three years or longer. So. I can I can see him browsing. I, I can see him staying for another five years. He's 
he's kind of unpredictable. I, I think I think he likes Pullman, so that's why he's okay staying in Pullman. When I think a lot of other coaches would prefer to be in a bigger area, but he's uh, he's he's per- perfectly happy in Pullman. So uh, you know, right right now, I, I would I would think that he's going to be here for another year or two. But you just never know what what positions open up and, and what what seems to be the right fit for him. Theo, thank you for the time. We appreciate it. Good luck to Washington State tonight and continue to pull great sound bites out of Mike Leach, if you would, because we use him pretty frequently down here. Hey, that's, that's something you can always count on. So, <laughs> All right. Thank you, Theo. Appreciate you. Happy New Year to you. Great. You too. Thanks for having me. You know, if, if Luke Folk can't go or if there is something going on with him, which I don't expect it to happen, but Nick, I mean, look at the differences. Washington State passes per game 374 yards to Michigan State's 215. And Michigan State rushes the football on average 162 yards a game to 71 yards a game to Washington State. Like, I mean, it is complete polar opposites of the kind of games they want to play. Yeah, so this one's going to be fun. It's Big Ten football against air raid football on the other side of things. Luke Falk, Ken, Mike Leach just insert another quarterback. I don't know. Good luck to you. That's going to be – he's got a fun job. And it's funny, you kind of get reminded that you forget how fun some of the things you are until you talk to people in other cities who are using Mike Leach sound sure. on the regular. He's like, yeah, it's just Mike. We we know Mike. We love Mike. He's he's quirky. Yeah, but even he was like, I ain't seen him go to town on a cup of coffee like that. <laughs> I mean, he was really that thing. He really did get after that, didn't he? <laughs> he did. All right, Patrick Mahomes going to get his first NFL start. What does it mean for Alex Smith potentially in 2018? Next on Extra. Coming up on the Loose Cannons this afternoon, Steve Hartman back from Christmas vacation. What did he do while he was gone? None of us really care, but he's going to tell us anyhow. We're going to do away at three on Exit 1360, Fox Sports, San Diego. It's an emotional song. This was an emotional show. We had some moments, yeah. Uh, it was not only emotional because of uh, Greg, one, uh, one of our wonderful listeners, shared a, a, a sincerely a really powerful story. It was also emotional because we continue to learn more about the man we look at across from the glass from us there. Ooh, tough sledding. You ain't kidding. There's, I mean, there's uh, a lot of layers to unpack with this kid. Yeah, there are. Man. I don't think so. Like, <laughs> I don't know if it's dense or thin. I'm not sure what we're dealing with up top there. There's a lot of layers if it's deep water or if it's just really shallow. We'll finally get to Mahomes and Smith in a moment, but uh, <laughs> potentially. Here it is. Allegedly. And now it's time for the show shocker. Can you explain the leg thing to me? Because this was news to me. You well, walked in, it was a, just legs. verbal diarrhea again. You like were like, hey, what's on the show? You're like, blah, 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 restless And we got to get to something else about his legs, too, which happened oh, yeah. to be photo diarrhea. Well, they're because sexy I, legs. I, don't th- I don't think he set himself <laughs> up for the win. I don't. And New. then Eddie Papani twisted this whole thing up. Yeah. Okay, restless so restless legs. leg syndrome makes you feel like you have to move your legs even though you don't. It's really strange. I know. It's like it's amazing it's like what itching. caffeine does. It's like itching. I didn't drink caffeine after eleven AM yesterday. And it just still sometimes it happens. So what are you like is this bothersome when you're on the couch watching television? No, mostly or? when you sleep. When you sleep, you just feel like your legs always have to move. It's like growing pains. It feels like growing pains. Okay, but aren't you unconscious when you're sleeping? So shouldn't your legs... No, you wake up like, I have to move my legs, and you can't go back to sleep. It's this weird sensation in your legs, like you have to move them. I, I would... I. For ten thousand yeah, dollars, I wouldn't spend it. one day in your brain. I don't believe. It. I wouldn't either. You've never heard You're of exhausting. this? Exhausting. I am back on the golf one. It just came to me. 
I don't know if we can. I don't know if we can redo this. How are you going to flatten the drama that we just built up to? And you're going to go to golf by Jordan Spieth winning the British Open was pretty cool because really determined to just talking. He's just still plowing through, right? That whole thing where he lasted 25 minutes until like there's not even an acknowledgement here. It was really, really entertaining. You have really legitimate star power. We're talking about Kevin Durant. Jordan Spieth is a star, and we're talking about the British Open first off. I don't even know if it's pronounced. And then we're going to Spieth. <laughs> Poor guy had a rough morning. It was that sleep paralysis that got started off. No, I actually think it started off with restless legs. Then it went to sleep paralysis, which is apparently a new thing that I didn't know. Where he's you like, wake where up you- and can't move. Yeah, and my eyes open. I try to like roll over. Look it up. I'm <laughs> telling you, it's a real thing. Gee, Christmas. <laughs> you are a special I'm gonna find the beast. I'm thing right now. You are a special beast. There's a lot of doctors you need to go see. <laughs> Wake up. Holy crap. I wake up, my eyes open, I look around, and I can't move my body. Do you go, I'm paralyzed! And then you're like, no, wait, I can move. You know what he said also about restless leg syndrome that he said a week ago before the yoga party? Exact same line. Sometimes it happens. It's like our the own definition. It's our, it's our very own Forrest Gump right here. <laughs> it happens. The definition of temporary inability to move or speak while falling asleep or upon waking, very common, more than 3 million U.S. cases per year. It's self-diagnosed, self-diagnosed. by the way. Yeah, WebMD. Is that mm-hmm. where you're at, WebMD? No, just Google. Wikipedia. Oh, oh, good. Yeah, not even. that's not even a medical journal. Wikipedia. Somebody could have entered that in. Like Somebody like you in, in Tacoma, Washington, or <laughs> Wichita, Kansas, could have just been sending home, entering information on sleep paralysis into Wikipedia. Oh, 13 facts about sleep paralysis that'll keep you up at night. <laughs> Boy. It feels kind of like you woke up dead, and it's way more complicated than a nightmare. It's called being tired, dude. Not wanting to get up. It happens to me seven days a week. Jeez, this is this is him. Mom's yelling at him. He's like, five more minutes. <laughs> I'm gonna get lost. Sleep paralysis, today. mom. I don't want to wake up. He's like slobbering all over his pillow. He's like, five more minutes. Oh my god. Sleep goodness. paralysis. Oh my goodness. And One of a kind. We've learned a lot about him after you, too much. Greg shared the story about his father passing during the Dodgers World Series game. Right. You shared your story of your father passing. Mm-hmm. During a big Giants victory. Yep. And he immediately comes in afterwards. Like, there's not a great segue. There's not really a natural way to segue off of that. It's okay to not. Right. Just let the moment breathe a little bit. No, he just pounced on with some Razor Ramon. Who the hell was he talking about? <laughs> WWE championships? Jesus, man. First off, we were talking about the best sports games of 2017 and then it got into this kind of darker moment Mm -hmm. deeper i would say not necessarily darker right deeper it's part of life and then he just comes in and he's like male porn (laughs) wwe right in your face like i don't need to be hit with that right now and then he just kept going and it it was like Brock Lesnar beat this guy. It's like, where are you going with this? See Chester. You gotta lay out see uh, <laughs> Chester. You gotta lay out Alex Smith for oh, me. Oh god, yeah. Alex Smith. Okay. Alex Smith, by the way, he's under contract for twenty eighteen. Patrick Mahomes, they traded up the Chiefs to get him. Now he's gonna play and he said he's gonna start. Okay, they're gonna rest all their guys. Makes perfect sense. Alex Smith, God, I just lost that tweet that I had. It was a fantastic one. He was one of the first guys in Five years to do. I think a lot of people forget he's on. He's on under contract next year. He is under contract. Yeah, he's not up. I had to look that up because I thought he was a contract guy as well. I you don't think he was, he's gone? Not necessarily. 
No, they got to get a better defense. And then if they can continue the way they did at the beginning of the season and what they've done at the end of the season with that offense, if they can get Kareem Hunt rolling, I think they need one more back and potentially another wide receiver. They don't have to make a change right now. Patrick Mahomes, by the way, I watched him pregame for the, before the Chargers. His footwork's still messy. Really? He's still pretty sloppy. He's a young, talented guy with a huge arm and big playmaking ability. By the way, Alex Smith, the best deep ball passer in the NFL this year. So people forget about that. Yeah, he's safe. He doesn't throw a lot of interceptions. He hadn't won the big one yet. Yet. But they got to get a better defense. That's where Alex Smith's at right now. They need a better defense in Kansas City. So my theory that Patrick Mahomes comes balls out in Week 17, if Alex Smith has a bad first half, you could see Patrick Mahomes in the second half of the playoff game. You think that's a wasted take? There's a reason Alex Smith was not moved off that starting spot after they lost 6-7. of seven. And Patrick Mahomes, that would have been a perfect time to put him in. My theory's fun, though. It is a fun one. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Facebook Live, we'll see you in five minutes. Love you all. Thank you for the day. The following. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.